If you want to be a human being and you want to show up in this space and you want to do it authentically, which I hope that you do because we don't need any more fake stuff on the internet. We got plenty of that. We need you showing up as you. If you want to do that, then I think it's okay if you get it wrong as long as you're learning from the mistake. But knowing who you are and how you want to show up and what you value and making sure that anything you post is aligned with those values is really powerful and really important. It's really powerful because we need to be able to stand up for what we believe in. Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Hi, guys. I am Rachel Hollis, and this is another episode of the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Today, we are talking about social media anxiety. More specifically, the anxiety that so many of us feel when it comes to needing to post on social media for work, needing to talk to our communities, needing to put stuff out there because that's part of how we make money, how we support our family, or maybe you're a salesperson inside of a bigger organization, but you need to post, but also feel this immense pressure of you're not sure what to post or you're worried that you're going to post the wrong thing or you're worried that someone's not going to like how you look. They're going to say something negative about like there's so much anxiety in this. And honestly, I am one of the best people to answer this question for you because I have gotten it wrong so many times. So first, let's listen to this question that I got from a listener. She called into the hotline and she asked this question. And I was like, that is such a good one because I know she is not the only person wondering about this. So let's listen in. Hey, Rachel. How's it going? My name is Lauren from Seattle. My question revolves around social media. I love your podcast on anxiety. It's been helping me a lot. But my question is, in regards to social media, how do you how do you get over anxiety about your posts? Yeah, that's basically my question in a nutshell. So a little bit more context if you want to hear. I'm 27. I have multiple platforms and I'm a real estate agent and I just have such crazy anxiety about posting on Facebook specifically. My parents were missionaries and I was always taught to be like the good girl and just kind of represent the nonprofit really well growing up. And kind of like similar to being like a preacher's daughter, I would assume. So how do you get over that? Okay. Thank you. Talk to you hopefully soon. Okay. I love this. I love this on all the levels. And I love this question because honestly, it's something that I work on every day. And I've been working on for as long as I've been on social, which is maybe 10 years. 
And for as long as I've been on social media, I have been posting stuff and posting things that worked really well and posting things that missed the mark and posting things that really were the wrong thing to post. And I want to talk about it all. And I want to talk about the anxiety and just the whole deal. I love that you're asking this question and I love that we're going to talk about it today. And my intention for this time is hopefully to allow everyone listening to leave the conversation with some better plans for how, when to post, what to post, how to do it, how to make sure that it aligns with your values so you don't do something that you regret. One of the biggest regrets in my professional life, or maybe just my life in total, is posting something on the internet that was really tone deaf and not understanding at the time that it was. And, you know, the flip side of that, no BS, is I am a completely different human because I went through the fallout of posting the wrong thing. And it forced me into this healing crisis of learning and growing and asking myself better questions and asking like, how the hell did I get this so wrong? And understanding privilege in a way that I hadn't before. I don't know that I would have any of that information if I hadn't gone through that. But at the same time, doing something wrong and getting it wrong, especially, and this is like, this is the thing, is I'm sure that there are people who post things on the internet they know will be controversial. I am not one of those people, literally. When I've gotten it wrong, I had no freaking idea that I was about to do something that would upset people. And if you doubt it for a second, I mean, just imagine the the best, goodest, good girl you ever met in your life who was taught to people please, who was taught to to do everything perfectly. And so any fail feels extra debilitating because it wasn't my intention. And there are people who, you know, make a really good living and have really big careers purposely trying to say things that are inflammatory and that's their jam and they're really good at it and they stir things up, right? That's not what I'm going for. And so the question is, how do I make sure that what I'm going to post on the internet will be received with the intention that I put it into the world with? And the answer is, you can't. It is impossible to always have the work that you do or the content that you create received by everyone in the way that you intended it. It's impossible. And that can be really discouraging. And for a lot of people that can keep them from posting anything at all, or it can keep people posting really generic, really simple, say nothing kind of posts. Uh, you see, I think celebrities do this a lot. If you notice, they'll um, they'll post a picture and they won't have, they won't write anything or they'll post a picture and they'll just sort of put a heart emoji. They're putting content into the world without saying anything at all because that's the safest play. 
And I freaking get it. And I've sort of grappled with this for a long time because I know, I know with everything in me that if I continue to show up in the world and I continue to do this work and I continue to ask questions and talk about things and tell you guys what I'm reading and tell you what I'm thinking and I know for a fact I'm going to get it wrong and I'm going to get it wrong publicly and I'm going to get pushback from that and it feels so awful when that's not your intention but the alternative is you don't get to do this work anymore whether that's talking about your bakery or you're a real estate agent or you're an author or you have your own podcast or you're a coach or you know if you want to put stuff out into the world there are things that you can do to make sure it's aligned and i'm going to talk about that but what I want you to understand is if you want to be in this business, if you want to be in the business of putting content onto the internet, onto social media, you have to understand and accept that not everyone's going to get you, that not everyone's going to like you, and that there are people who absolutely will tell you all of the things that you did wrong, tell you all the things that you offended them with, and also maybe say stuff that's just like super mean and has nothing to do with your work. The amount of people who've talked about my body, my face, my hair, my um, relationships, my children, the way that I parent, like I've been attacked for everything outside of my work and attacked for my work. And that's not like a woe is me. Like this is what I signed up for. I knew I, when I first started posting things, when I was a blogger back in 2008, when I started, I never knew sort of where it was going because who on earth could have imagined all of the things that social media was going to become. But I've stayed in it and I've stayed in it and it's a big part of my work and my life. And so I have to accept that that's, you take the good with the bad that being said, I want to talk about how you can shift your perspective about this because it's something that I've worked really hard to do. It's also, I think, really powerful, especially when we contemplate this idea of manifesting and what we put out into the world and what we choose to look at is what we're going to get back. Like we don't attract, it's my favorite Wayne Dyer quote, we don't attract what we want, we attract what we are. And I can look back and see again and again the times that I have misstepped on social is when I was misaligned or when I was not in a place where I should have been posting in the first place. So that's where we're gonna that's where we're gonna start. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home.
Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I guess let's start with what to post. What do you post on social? And I don't really want to grapple this in terms of like what works best if you're a real estate agent or what works best if you're an author, what works best if you are a teacher, right? You can take a deep dive on all of the different kinds of content that you can put out into the world. And there's so many incredible creators that you can learn from on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube. I like YouTube to learn about different things that you can do, whether it's marketing or different styles of video. I really like YouTube because YouTube has the best search engine. You know, YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world after Google. So anything that you want to learn how to do, especially as it pertains to social media, y'all, I would head over there and take a deep dive and be specific to your category, like best social media content for real estate agents 2022. Incredible. You're going to find a wealth of information. You're probably also going to find some really cool people that you can follow and learn from. So when it comes to what type of content, they are the people that you should be learning from. But if we go back to this idea of anxiety and what we post and how you can post things without feeling anxious about it, I like to think of what are things I absolutely believe in. What are things that I'm willing to go to battle over? And certainly post things where it's like, it's not that serious. But if I'm going to put something out into the world, I really have to slow down and ask myself if this is something that I believe in. And if it, if I believe in it, am I thinking it through? Am I saying it in the right way to the very best of my ability? But you've got to slow down to do that. One of the worst things that you can do is try and put out social media content for your business in real time. Unless you're like at an event and you're sort of, you know, showing stories or whatever of that day and you're showing the experience or maybe for you, you're a real estate agent. So maybe you're like doing stories on your Instagram or stories on TikTok or whatever of an open house that you're at. That makes sense. It's sort of fresh and energetic and in the moment. But when you're actually trying to say something about who you are or what your work is or what you do or your community or whatever, I always think it's best to wait a little bit and really think about what it is. That being said, I still today like do stuff that I can't even believe that the internet is going to get upset about, but they do. I just had this happen. I posted a picture I thought was so beautiful. Um, It was a Polaroid of my daughter. She was brushing her brother's hair. And she's a toddler. And she was wearing pants, but she wasn't wearing a shirt. And um, it didn't even show her face. She was sort of in the background. But you could tell that she wasn't wearing a shirt. And I got so 
much DMs and feedback and people freaking out because they said, even saying it right now is just like making everything in my chest want to explode. You know, like, oh, you're setting your daughter up for being looked at in a sexual way or you're setting her up for like, you know, there are predators on the internet and it was so crazy. I didn't even respond. I just took the picture down. (laughs) I've been doing this for a really long time. And I think, you know, so much of what I am trying to put out into the world is making sure that anything I put out is a reflection of my core values. And I don't, in my life, in my very real life, I don't think there's anything weird about a a toddler without a shirt on at the beach. I just, I don't think that's weird. Maybe I'm a hippie. Um, I don't know. Maybe you think that's weird. But for me, I actually find that really gross because I think um, the image isn't sexual, but the internet has decided that it is. So it's actually adults sexualizing a child, not a child being sexual. That's a whole other conversation. But at the same time, I was like, well, I'm not about to debate this and I'm not about to have her be the involved in that at all. So I just pulled the picture down. And I, in pulling the picture down, I was like, and I am reminded why I don't post pictures of my kids anymore. I got away from that for a long time. I didn't post anything of them. And I wanted to because my work so often is me sharing my life and they are the biggest thing in my life. And so it's a bit weird sometimes to have social media that goes out or have a feed where I'm like, God, this is a lot of pictures of me. It feels like me, 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 me. And I don't like that. But at the same time, I was like, yep, this is why I don't do it. So that's a reminder and just a, a sort of readjustment in my gut. And it does make me sad. And I don't know if you guys will even get this, but I have been in relationship with this community, this podcast community I've been in relationship with since 2017. Um, a lot of my online community I've been in relationship with since 2008. So I have very long lasting relationships with people here on social media. And so many of you, and you know who you are, you've come to my conferences and my book signings, and you're going to come see me on tour. You are the people that are, you know, flagged in my DMs because you're my people and you've been with me for a long time. And so many of you prayed for, you know, my adoption journey and were celebrated with me all around the world when I adopted my daughter and have been such a part of my motherhood experience. I know that maybe sounds weird, but it's true. And so when I posted, I just wanted to be like, oh, look, this is so beautiful. I thought it was so beautiful. And, but people will twist things, right? That's, that's what I started out saying is that you can't control the way someone receives what you posted because we're, none of us are looking at things through the lens of, other people. We don't see life as it is. We see life as we are. We look at life through the lens of what we think is okay. And I think it's super normal. I think if there was a four-year-old or a five-year-old little boy without a shirt on, no one would say anything. And so I think it's pretty weird that because it's a girl, it's somehow wrong. Yeah, I don't have control over how it's received. And you have to decide when something like that happens. Do you want to get in a debate? 
Do you want to fight or argue over things? Is this a situation where you need to learn from the experience? Is this a situation where you need to take something on board and change your perspective? Um, and I've certainly had things like that where I've posted something, didn't realize how it would offend people. And then when I learned that it was offensive to them, I was like, oh, dang. Yeah, I wasn't considering your perspective of the world at all. I was just speaking through my lens. And I don't think that that makes any of us wrong or bad. I think that makes us human. And that is the biggest issue with social media is that we want to be social, right? And we want to show our lives. But there is, over the last several years, this really weird narrative that says that nobody's allowed to get it wrong. You know, that we have to do everything perfectly. And if you get it wrong, you're canceled and you're done forever. And I just think it's so wild because who on earth would want to live in a world where you're judged forever and ever based on a mistake that you made years ago, not on your best day? It's so amazing to me. And that's what's out there. And that can keep so many creators from pushing their content into the world. And that content can be deeply helpful to so many people, or frankly, it could be deeply helpful to one person, or maybe putting your content out there is helpful to you. It helps your spirit and your soul. And if it's helpful, why on earth do we allow one voice or five voices or a thousand voices of negativity, I'm just making up numbers, <laughs> to drown out all of the positive feedback? It's because probably if you're falling into that, it's because you were raised to believe that other people define you. This is a, a like a wild realization I've had lately. And it's so funny because it is completely dependent on my interaction with this social media beast, right? So what happened with the picture last weekend is something that in the past would have, I would have gone into a spiral. And because the the notes, the, the, you think people say mean things in comments, you should see what they say in DMs. But the nasty notes are like, what a piece of shit I am as a mom. And I've been getting that from people on the internet for as long as I've been doing this work. And that would send me into a tailspin because I, I didn't understand this earlier in my life, but I really was raised that what other people said about me was my truth. So if I didn't have, if everyone didn't think that I was good, if everyone didn't think that I was smart or pretty or, you know, a good daughter or a good Christian or a good member of the community, if they didn't think that, then it, it wasn't true. I grew up being defined by the opinions of others. And that means that one negative comment on social media can literally readjust the way that I think about myself which is freaking crazy. But what I've learned to step back and ask is like, is that true? Is that true? Are you a bad mom? I'm like, no, I am a really good mom. 
And I know I'm a really good mom because I work my butt off to be a really good mom because my kids are fantastic human beings because I have held a lot together to keep our family going over the last five years. I know I'm a good mom. And the opinion of a random stranger on the internet doesn't get to decide, especially something they don't know about me. And the same is true for you. But the only way it's possible for you to believe that is you have to know who you are in real life, in your soul, in your spirit, in your heart, who are you? Because if you don't know who you are, you will let the public perception define it. And that can be an amazing thing when stuff is working out, right? That can be an amazing thing. It's this really dangerous sort of slippery slope because I look back on pictures of myself three years ago, four years ago, and I'm like, who is that woman? Who is that? I I don't know if any of you are going to um, be like have an experience like this, but when you experience a certain type of success on social media or you experience a certain type of, of success in a public way, I maybe someone stronger than me, but I don't I didn't know how to not be swept up in what other people wanted me to be. I I had this uh, I've been unpacking a question for myself that I is so powerful. This work, used to be a lot more fun. Used to be a lot more fun. And I'm trying to unpack and understand when it stopped being fun. Because I want to get back to it being fun. Now this work that I get to do is so like such a blessing. It's so lucky that I get to do this work. And this work is important and this work is valuable and this work is what I think I was put here to do at this point in my life. Like I'm doing, I'm walking in my purpose. But it used to be a lot more fun. And I just, I've been wondering lately, like when did it stop being fun? And today, literally this morning, before I ever heard this voice memo, I realized what the answer was. It was so much fun when it wasn't successful. It was so fun to to be an author and write books that 10 people read. It was so fun to be a speaker that nobody knew who I was or what I was doing. It was so fun to be someone creating content, you know, to have a blog and to put content on the internet and like six people cared. (laughs) It was so fun because it was only about the creation. It wasn't about the success. If you've never been successful at anything, then 
you only keep going and you only keep producing because you love it and you think that maybe it might be helpful to someone out in the world. And if one person sends you a message on Facebook in 2008 and tells you that they made your recipe for chicken stir fry and that their kids actually ate it, you pee your pants because you're like, holy crap, I helped a stranger. That's amazing. And back in the day, we did not know what we were doing. And it was beautiful. And we made stuff that was total crap. And it was amazing. And we just fell in love with the process. We fell in love with the work. And this is so powerful to me. I'm like, I swear to everything that I hold dear, I am going to get back to this place. I'm going to get back to this place of falling in love with the process. Because once you have a little bit of success, once you post something that like gets a hundred more likes than the last post did, once you start, you start chasing the success instead of chasing the joy. You start trying to win everything instead of focusing on how can you evolve? How can you grow? How can you do things that are different? I think we see this a lot now. I think people were making really interesting art and music and cool videos. They were doing so much stuff. And now everyone is so terrified of getting it wrong that people have stopped experimenting because experimenting has the potential to get you in trouble. And it just sucks because the experiment for most people, I don't think was ever intended to be offensive. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. 
where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. And honestly, I think back to 2009 and 2010, like I remember so distinctly the first time that I learned a lesson um, from posting something on social. I still, I like, it is locked in my brain. I don't remember when this was, early days on Facebook. And I posted a video where I looked, I, I looked sort of scruffy. It was the morning. And I said, jokingly, I thought jokingly, I said, oh, I, I look terrible. I look like a homeless person. And it's just, I just said it and I didn't think anything of it. And I had posted the video and later I had two comments from two different women, like so much love teaching me a lesson, not mean, not telling me that I was a piece of crap, not telling me that I was a failure. They were like, Hey, Rach, have you ever considered how harsh those words are that people who are homeless do not have control of that and that you from a place of privilege, you're making fun. Like they just, they schooled me and they educated me, but it was like so healthy and from such a place of love. And I was like, oh my gosh, no, you guys, honestly, I had never thought of that before. Thank you so much. I have never forgotten. I've never said anything like that since I learned and I grew and I evolved. That's what social used to be. And I think that that's more a representation of what real life looks like. If you're in a real life conversation with another human being and they say something that's not okay, you can be like, oh, hey, Sarah, like we don't say that word. And just so you know, like my friend has a child who is dealing with that. And so that's not, um, here's why it's like really hurtful to their hearts and normal human beings are like, Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I didn't, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. That's a beautiful discourse and conversation that we get to have in real life that doesn't necessarily always happen now in the world of social media today. So what on earth do you post to make sure that it's aligned? The first thing I think you go back to is this idea that you have to know yourself and you have to know what you stand for. And, you know, there's a lot of marketing experts out there who can talk to you about your brand and how to build a brand. And I really hate I hate the idea of the personal brand. I'm going to be honest, because the more successful I became, the more other people were in charge of my personal brand. And I felt like that was okay because I didn't know what I was doing. And I have a very bad habit and the universe keeps trying to teach me this lesson, but I have a very bad habit of thinking that people who are experts or people who are older or people who have more experience know better than I do. So often 
in the past, even if something would feel wrong in my spirit, I would agree to it because I was like, well, they know better. And so the more successful I got, the more people sort of took over what the brand was. And that showed up in every way. That showed up in the kind of videos and social content that were posted. That showed up in the clothes that I wore. That show up in how my hair was done. Um, what you're seeing today, if you're, if you're looking at this on YouTube, is a very good representation of my real very real self. My, You can't see me. I'm wearing a bun. I have a little bit of makeup on. Um, my eyebrows are penciled in. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm wearing a lot of jewelry and I'm wearing a, a vintage t-shirt. And this is a very strong representation of what I look like if you run into me in real life. And if you've ever run into me in real life, you're like, yeah, that's what Rachel looked like. She was wearing jeans and a t-shirt. And if she had makeup on, it was just like her eyebrows. So when I look back at the quote unquote brand two years ago, I don't know who that is. You know, it was so much makeup. It was such big hair. It was such big lashes. It was when we don't know what we're doing or when we're not confident or when we don't know ourselves, we tend to gravitate to what other people are doing or what other people think is a really great idea. And here's the thing, guys, that brand worked. That brand worked. Lots of people liked her. Lots of people really dug all those things. And then there would be this massive disconnect, right? So like if I would get on a story just to like talk to you guys because something was on my heart, you'd see me with no makeup in a t-shirt with like my rosacea popping and, you know, pimples on my chin. And then I would get so much flack like, oh, what, what, you know, because it, there was a cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is, is that we as human beings can't really hold two competing thoughts in our head at the same time. So if your personal brand is not actually who you are as a person, there's always going to be this disconnect because you feel like you've got to perform or you've got to be a certain way in order to show up in the world. And this is hard, right? If you are a real estate agent, and every other real estate agent in town who's a woman is like blowout, you know, gorgeous suit, nails done, hair, and that's not your vibe. You're going to feel like if you want to show up and you want to compete at that level, that you have to be like them. And I really believe with everything in my heart that there is a way for us to show up as ourselves on social and your the quality of your work and the value behind it will be so much greater because other people who are like you are going to find someone like them. There are lots of people, myself included, who would be really freaked out by a real estate agent who is like super glam. Like it's just because it's not my vibe, I wouldn't necessarily gravitate toward that. So that's just a random example, but I do think that it's possible. And I think I would have been a lot happier if I had understood back then that I could show up as myself. Now, would that mean that maybe not as many people want to buy my book because I didn't have a blowout that day? Sure. I don't know. I don't think so, but it's possible. But would I have been more aligned with the content and the work that I was doing and would it have been a stronger representation? Absolutely. 
And I think honestly, I wouldn't have gone through such intense tension with social media fans when I started to show more and more and more of myself, like my true self. And people were like, I don't know what you're doing. Like you've changed. I don't know why you're, I don't know what this is. I don't, and I was like, oh, I'm just trying to be myself. And what's crazy y'all is that I actually have to be really conscious of not falling into a bad habit. I know this is, I'm just going to be real. I try and always tell the truth and be real with you guys. I know exactly the kind of stuff that I could post that would grow my Instagram. I did it for a really long time. I know exactly how to show up on the internet to make sure that everybody feels like, oh, she's, you know, she's right there in the middle. She's not pissing anyone off. She's not saying anything this way or that way. She's just sort of, right? Like the conservatives can find her okay. The liberals can maybe find her okay. She'll just sort of stay there in the middle and not say anything or do anything or be anything. I know how to do that. And I won't do it anymore. I won't. And if it means that I have less followers, that's okay. Because the people who are here, I hope are here for me. Now, incidentally, my podcast numbers have never been bigger. And I think that's because the relationship that we have on podcasts is the realist that I am, right? It's the long form. It's me getting to talk to you. It's me really speaking truth and hopefully finding other people who speak the truth. But the podcast numbers are not bigger because the old fans are like still here. A lot of you are, but the podcast numbers have never been bigger because in being more myself, it meant that I lost followers, but that I started to gain a whole new crowd. I think you see this happen with musicians, right? With artists, with singers, songwriter, you know, big pop stars, whatever. They constantly reinvent themselves. And when they reinvent themselves, they have those fans who are like, I am ride or die. I'm here for the whole thing. I'll listen to everything you do and be down for every single evolution. And then you have people that are like, I want Destiny's Child Beyonce. I don't want the new Beyonce. And I'm like, man, you are freaking missing out. What I hope that we want from the people, the leaders, the teachers, the artists, the creatives on out in the world, what I I want at least is I want to see the growth. I want to see the evolution. That's what I'm here for because that's human, right? And The only thing that proves who you really are is the consistency of the content and the evidence of your evolution. That's it. Because lots of people can say lots of things about you. Lots of people can say lots of things about me, and they do. And if I let that keep me from doing my work then they win. Then they're right. Because if when I posted something a year and a half ago that was very upsetting and everyone was like, you're a piece of crap. You are all these things. If that's the last thing I post, then they're right. If the last thing I post 
was something that I did not on purpose, but that had a really detrimental effect on myself, on my community, on my career, on my team at work, all of it. If I stick my head in the sand and that's it, then that is my truth because I never said anything again. What I have tried to do and what I hope you have seen is my continuing to do the work, my continuing to search my heart, my continuing to unpack and learn more and do better and show up in different ways, to have more empathy, to learn and to grow. And that's all we can do. And this is why you have to know yourself and you have to know your values before you put content out in the world. Because I personally believe that human beings have the ability to become better. And I believe that we're all doing our very best with what we've got at the moment that we're having this experience. And I don't think anybody should be judged on one bad experience. That's a core value that I believe in. And if I believe in that, then I have to also believe that for myself. And there are days it's hard. I just to be totally truthful with you guys, I've talked about this quite a lot. I've talked about this here on the show and on other people's shows, but um, that time period after that post was, was the darkest I've ever been in my whole life. It is the darkest experience of my life because I really took the things that people were saying and as my truth. It took me a very long time to understand that there's a difference between making a mistake because of a place of privilege and learning from that and growing from that, becoming, I hope, a better person. There's a big difference between that and someone who actually says something with the intent to cause harm. And I experienced that situation with so much shame, with so much shame. And it took a really long time to understand that my shame doesn't help anyone and it certainly doesn't help me. So yeah, I think I am one of the worst examples of how badly you can get it wrong even when you're not trying to. So I don't know if you want to be a human being and you want to show up in this space and you want to do it authentically, which I hope that you do because we don't need any more fake stuff on the internet. We got plenty of that. We need you showing up as you. If you want to do that, then I think it's okay if you get it wrong as long as you're learning from the mistake. But knowing who you are and how you want to show up and what you value and making sure that anything you post is aligned with those values is really powerful and really important. It's really powerful because we need to be able to stand up for what we believe in. It's spring, guys, or it's very close to spring, which means it's very close to the time of the year where I start planting my garden for summer. And this year, I was really excited to add a lemon tree. 
not from a seed, but like an actual tree. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners of my show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code RACH at checkout. Guys, get a lemon tree like me. We can be twins. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code RACH at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code RACH. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. We've learned, we've been taught, we've been groomed by our parents, by our partners, by society, that if someone corrects us or if someone doesn't like us, then we're wrong, then we should shut up, then we should apologize. And sometimes we're meant to learn and grow. And sometimes, a lot of times, you're meant to stand up for what you believe in. But if you don't know what you believe in before you post, then you're always going to have anxiety because anyone can challenge you and you'll crumble. The other thing I really wanted to talk about here was making sure that you know when not to post. You know, I talked about not posting anything in real time and really being conscious of how you do and what you do and how you share the content that you put out. But nobody, I've never heard anybody talk about when not to post on social media. And I thought of three times that you should not post on social media for it, like for work or maybe for life, whatever, but for work stuff, this just feels, um, if the thing that you want to post or create is from a place of fear or from a place of anger, from a place of fear or from a place of anger, just shouldn't go out. Just shouldn't. And maybe you're thinking like, wait, I feel really passionately about this subject and, um, you know, I really wanted, I was fired up in the thing and I really wanted to post it and I'm really passionate. I feel like it should be out in the world. Great. Even something that's passionate and fired up and challenging can still be grounded in a place of love, right? So let's say you feel very passionately. I just did a post uh, today actually about raising a child who's LGBTQ plus. 
And I feel very passionately about that subject. It is a value that I have. It is something I am willing to go to battle over and is something that can really easily fire me up, right? I can get emotional about it. I can, I, I'm, it's very close to the surface for me. But even in creating that content, that content is grounded in love for my son, not anger at the bigots. That's the difference. So if you can create from a place of love, I believe that love is what that post will find. Yes, there are people on the internet who are crazy, but we'll just let them do what they do. But if I can stay grounded in love instead of fear, instead of anger, instead of you know defensiveness, that's what is going to have the best effect on the intention that I have. And I can tell you that I was going back to that the post that you know burned down the internet for me. That post was 100%. I thought I was saying something inspiring. I was talking about this idea of being not like other people and I, you know, aspired to live a life that was different than other people. Um and it the intention was to inspire other people. And I did it in the wrong way. And I did it in a way that was tone deaf. And I didn't think about how it would be received, obviously. But here's why I mention it again. I was so angry that day. I was so angry. I was so, so angry about a lot of things. But because even if I wasn't angry in the video, I think that human beings can pick up on that all day. And so it's not to say that we don't have times in our lives where we experience negative emotions, but that is not the place to create content from. So that's my personal opinion. The second time I think you do not post is when you're stressed. When you're stressed, if you're a bleeder and you have hormones, I mean, if your hormones are out of whack, don't even go on social media, actually. I'm not even kidding. Don't even go. Just don't even go. You're going to see stuff that's going to make you compare yourself. You're going to see stuff that makes you feel worse. You're going to see stuff that's going to make you feel some kind of way. Or you're going to see stuff that makes you think you should post. And then you post. This is the third time that I think you should never post is when you think you have to or when you think you need to. This is something that entrepreneurs who use social media as a marketing tool fall into all the time. We post because we think we have to. No. You should only be posting because you have content that you think will be helpful to your community, period, 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 period. You should only post if you have content that you think will be helpful to your community. That's it. Because when we post when we need to is when mistakes are made. If you believe that you need to post, and I'm talking about you personally, not your business, right? If you own a coffee shop, yeah, you need some posts. You need to create community. You can get on Planoly, right? Uh, this is not an ad, but that's what we have used for a really long time. You can get on Planoly. You can have someone program it. You can pre-approve it in advance. So you know everything that's going out. And then you can have consistent content rolling out. But if you are a personal individual, right? And you are, your social media is in your name. You're trying to put goodness out into the world. You're trying to lead people, however that looks like for you. You can do the same thing. You can create that content in advance. You can put it on a scheduler in advance. You just, you cannot have social content going out into the world that at the very least you are not seeing before it goes. 
because it is your responsibility if your name is attached to it. And you don't want to hold on. You don't want to have that, have something go wrong and have it be the result of you trying to move so fast that you didn't sort of catch it in time. So those are my three when not to post. When you're afraid or angry, when you're stressed out or hormonal, and because you feel like you have to. The last thing I wanted to talk about with this subject is that there was something that I heard in Lauren's voice memo that I feel like is a a greater root cause here. So she said that she's a real estate agent and she's like, you know, my parents were She said, my parents were missionaries, and so I was always raised to be the good girl and to represent the nonprofit. And so I think part of the reason that she feels weird about social media is because that social media is talking about a business, right? Okay, so I think one of the reasons that she feels anxiety about posting on social is because essentially she's talking about a business. And you know that if she's talking about that business, that she's going to make money off of the thing that she's talking about. This is such a common thread for so many female entrepreneurs that we are terrified to talk about our work. We're terrified to charge money for what we do. We're terrified to, to tell people about a product that we just spent three years getting to market and then we don't want to admit that we even have a product because who are we to ask for money in return for this thing that we've created? And we have a lot of weird limiting beliefs about that. And I get it. One thing that will really help you is just practice makes perfect on this one. Like you are going to have to find the courage to talk about your business and just do it. It's sort of like jumping into cold water. You just got to do it, right? Another thing that's really going to help you here is surround yourself with other entrepreneurs. This can be women or men who are not afraid to talk about their business to other people. When we hang out with people who are insecure, we absorb insecurity. When we hang out with people who are confident, we absorb confidence. So what you need to see right now is the ways that different people are talking about houses that are for sale or businesses that are for sale or whatever your industry is in a way that feels good to you. There are lots of podcast hosts, like there's lots of bros, right? And dudes who are just like, oh, go, go, go work a hundred hours a week, blah, blah, blah. That's not my jam. That's not my style. That's not how I do what I do. And I could very easily hang out with those people and then start to absorb that a bit and think that, If I want to have success, then I have to show up like those people. But that's when we go back to who are we on the inside? Nobody gets to tell us who we are. You know who you are. So how do you want to talk about being a real estate agent in your town? Maybe you are the queen of here's everything to do in our community. This is the best you know, organic grocery store. This is my favorite coffee shop. This is the part of town that I love. This is where I would live if I was starting a family. This is where I would live if I was like a young single, 
you know, career-minded gal, like maybe how you want to talk about real estate is that you are the one who knows everything about your community. And so when you're slipping in, oh, and here's a house in the side of town, I was telling you guys, is perfect for families. And this is perfect for families. It's three bedroom, two bath, beautiful backyard, close to good schools, right? And it's not weird because you have been organically talking about your community and showing off and representing other businesses. And you're doing what you're doing, but in a really organic way, in a way that feels really good. If you're having anxiety with social, maybe it's because you're posting in a way that doesn't feel like you. You know there's a disconnect, right? Maybe you know there's a disconnect between what you're posting and who you are. And so you're feeling weird. But if what you're feeling weird about is that you have a job and that you're talking about your job, let that go. Let that go. Because even your parents who are missionaries would tell you that the mission requires money, okay? And whatever your mission is, whether it's you taking care of your kids or maybe you don't have kids, maybe you are trying to buy a house for yourself, whatever your mission in life is, whether it's to take care of you, your parents, your community, other people, whatever it is that we are trying to do requires money. That is not a bad thing. You know, everyone loves to like flip that scripture and say like, money is the root of all evil. Money is not the root of all evil. The love of money, the worship of money, that is the root of all evil. Money is a form of currency. It's a form of exchange. It's something that you can use to buy food, to pay rent, to get gas for your car, to take care of grandma, to donate to your favorite charity, to give money to your church community. Like money is not a bad thing. And having a job is not a bad thing. You are helping people find their homes. That's not a bad thing. That's a beautiful thing. But interestingly enough, whatever energy we are creating our content with and whatever energy we are putting into the content, like if you are creating that and are like, oh my gosh, this is so wrong. This is so bad. Please don't get mad at me because I'm talking about a house that's for sale. If that's the energy that's behind the scenes, somehow I promise you that is the vibration that that post is going out into the world with. You got to know who you are. And you got to make sure that whatever you're putting out is aligned. And if those two things are true, then you have to let go of the rest. There are people who just want to be mean on the internet. And that's their choice. And it's also your choice whether or not you want to show up in this space. Because frankly, if you don't need social media for work, oh, just go live your very real beautiful life. Just go do that. That's way better. But if you do need to be on it, and it is helpful for the work you are trying to do, then make sure that you know yourself and that you are grounded completely in who you are so that nobody else gets to tell you who you are. That's my best advice. You're going to get it wrong, but you're going to keep doing your best. You're going to learn from your mistakes. And those mistakes and that learning is going to turn you into the very best version of you. And you're going to keep showing up and you're going to keep trying and you're going to keep learning and you're going to 
enjoy the process and the community that you are creating content for and not chase the wins, but chase the joy, chase the impact, chase showing up online as the version of human being that you want to see more of in the world. I hope that was helpful, guys. I know this was a long one. And if you're still with me, I would really appreciate if you have a buddy that you think this could be helpful to, if you just forward them this episode. If you're not already a subscriber of the YouTube channel or the podcast, I would love it if you would subscribe, give this video a thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube and uh, leave a review if you're listening on pod. But uh, I'll be here again in a few days with more content, doing my best to show up in the world in a way that feels like what I'm called to do. And until then, I want you to remember that I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.